It is Monday, November 22nd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who believes it's too early to talk about, but never too early to consume a draft, <laughs> J.P. Shatrick. We could use a few of those after a day like yesterday. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We've got a busy show ahead. Of course, uh, every Monday, it's Pete Frisco from CBS Sports, senior writer joining us from South Florida. Right of the Jaguars left tackle is on location today. That's Tony Baselli. He is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa for Monday night football. He'll have the call on Westwood One tonight. And uh, we'll hear from Tony coming up. We'll review week 11, 49ers over the Jaguars, 30-10. to 10. The defense on the field all day long. The offense continues to struggle. We've got plenty of social media questions about all of the above. And we'll go around the NFL and hear some radio calls from highlights of week 11. Pete Prisco uh, joining us in just a few moments. Tony Baselli as well. The uh, defense on the field for 38 minutes of game time. Penalties on defense on third down were key, certainly early in the game. A 20-play, 13-minute, five-second drive opened the game for San Francisco. And the Jags were down 17-0 after three drives on offense for San Fran. Well, what the Jags lacked on defense, they made up for it with an offense that couldn't produce anything beyond a second-quarter field goal and a garbage-time touchdown. Head coach Urban Meyer after the game, breaking it all down. Defensively, third downs, we couldn't get off the field in their first drive. They took about uh, you know, basically the whole first quarter. Uh, that's a very good football team, too, by the way. I, I think they're kind of hitting their stride. Very good players, good scheme. And we just had, you know, you saw what I saw about four times. They had a chance to get off the field. We didn't do it. And then offensively, my God, you know, uh, I think we had three and out and then a turnover. We had four plays in the first quarter, I think. And then, uh, and then, uh, then Trevor, I thought, in the group took him right down the field, kicked a field goal, and that was the first half. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to uh, panic. That was a, a very poor display of football uh, in so many areas. But uh, go back to work and try to go beat the Falcons next week. That's Urban Meyer after the game. Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli joining us now here on Jaguars Happy Hour. And, uh, Pete, it was a poor display of football. Good afternoon to you. You know what, though? I, I, I'm just sad that our audience can't watch Baselli trying to set up his camera in his hotel room every week. What happened, Tony? Well, well this, is, this is a struggle for me today because I usually have my iPad, so it's all set up nice and perfectly. Well, I forgot my uh, air uh, buds or pods, whatever they're right. called. And so I have this. I have the wired, and, but I don't have the adapter to hook it into my iPad, so I have to use my phone. So I'm trying to set my phone up perfectly on the desk and slide it everywhere. It's all over the place. <laughs> it was, hey, JP, <laughs> yeah. let's put it this way. That display of him setting that up was worse than the display of football we saw on Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, I, would, I would disagree with that, Pete. I watched the tape. I would disagree with that. Oof. The tape was a – I watched the tape today. Ooh, it was that bad. All angles, it was bad. I mean, not even not even close. I mean, right out of the gate, a 20-play drive, bunch of third-down penalties, 13 minutes, five seconds. It's like the second-longest possession in league history. Well, but here's the thing. 
you know what's interesting about that drive? If that drive it happened, if the offense comes out in the Jaguars offense and goes down and marches down and gets a field goal or seven points, that drive doesn't mean anything because it, because it's all fixable. Yeah. Because the reality is you had penalties that extended the drive. They should have been off. And by the way, it was probably a questionable call on Rayshon Jenkins, the hold. It was a little bit ticky-tack, I thought, based on the tape. Um, not that it, 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 I mean, that. my point is half the time that call gets called, half the time it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had, you know, an offside. They had a couple things. My point is if you actually respond offensively, that's not that big a deal. Okay, big deal. If you go down and score and make it a 0-0 game, you start fresh. But when you go give up that long drive, have the mistakes you did, and then go three and out, oh, my. That's when you're in trouble, and that's what happened. Yeah, but, Tony, they could be playing for, like, two more days, and they might not score. <laughs> you're missing my point. My, Peter, no, I, actually, I know what you're saying. I, you, you, you respond to that drive, and it's, okay, big deal. They had a drive. That's right. And, 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 no, and your and point what is, that drive, and what did that drive net them? Three points. Three points. That's what I mean. So yeah. I get it. I understand what you're saying. You go do something, and next thing you know, it's you're back in the game, and it's th- that drive is just a long drive to a field goal. That's right. And but you know what? If you actually go down to score a touchdown and score quick, it's almost demoralizing to the other team. You're like, oh my gosh, it took us 20 plays, we went three. These guys, five plays later, they're scoring a touchdown. Your other point is right on too, Pete. I think we could play for a hundred quarters right now, and we'd never score. We're not going to score thirty points. I mean, it's the offense is atrocious. It's it's really bad, and I know the defense ended up. If you look at you know, and and they didn't play well. I'm not trying to say they did, but they're getting no help at all. And and at some point, you got to help those guys out a little bit. You know, it's weird though, Tony. You say they didn't play well, even on that. I mean. The stupidity and the penalties aside, they did some good things on that drive. That's why, yeah. And so for a couple quarters, or for a quarter, and maybe another quarter, they were doing some good things. And then they started, you could see they were starting, like you said, it starts to bleed over. You know, you're not getting any help. Yeah. I mean, at 10 nothing, you know, it's probably over. Well, and I got a question about the offense in this way. If you took the 49ers offensive scheme and staff and flipped it over to this group, because the offensive, Jacksonville's offensive line is every bit as good. They don't have Trent Williams, but they're every bit as good as that group. If if you flip them over, scheme, coaches, Shanahan, how much better is the Jaguars' offense? Well, I'm going to answer it this way. We don't have Debo Samuels anywhere on this roster. And we don't have George Kittle anywhere on this roster. No. So... It, I mean, I don't know. It's hard Trevor to say. Trevor Lawrence it will be better than – I don't know if he is right now the way he's playing, but he, he's, you take him over Jimmy Garoppolo. No, but that – yeah, down the road. I'm saying you today – I, I, You take James Robinson over Jeff Wilson. You're missing my point. You know, I don't know how much better we'd be right now because look at that – I mean – No Brandon Ayuk you, either uh, on this I, I'll, I'll ask you another question. Do, do we have a receiver who's as good as Ayuk on our team? No. Okay, so they have two receivers better than anyone we have. They might, yeah, right. They might have three or three. Jaguars receivers are the problem. That's the problem. They played man all day on them. They don't care. They don't scare them at all. I mean, so I, I, I don't think the receivers are the only problem, Pete. I think it's more than just that. I, I don't, I, 
Um, I don't sense a lot of – it feels like we're so tight and, like, restricted offensively. It's like it's, there's not a lot – and I don't want to say creativity because that's what you will say. And those rubs and picks. And da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, right. No, I'm saying, but there's like, you watch no creativity. There's nothing to it. It's like, what are we doing? Let's like, stand up and throw a little quick bubble screen over to Lavisca Chenault and see if he can gain five yards. I mean, we, at least, I mean, we finally threw it down the field more than 20 yards to John Brown. It was a bad throw by Trevor. It was out of bounds. Um, but there's just, I mean, When's the, the last time? One. I got a question. When's the last time we took a deep shot in the middle of the field? I can't remember. No, I, I can't remember one all season. Can you? Mm-mm. No. Like, where's like a deep post or something or like? I remember now. Remember the Cincinnati game? They had the out deep down the field. At Agnew made the nice catch. Remember oh, that? We're yeah. the middle of the field, I know like what a, we're a bang about. eight or a big post in the middle or anything yeah, like that. Like, like anything. Nothing. It's just not. It's and you can laugh all you can mock me all you want, but they're not creative at all. They're not creative at all. And there's, as I said, and when you don't I, run the ball well enough, like San Francisco is usually good at running the ball. Like the Jeff, will, they get action going one way and sneak a guy out the back. Oh, the, if you watch them, there's like people running all over the place. I mean, it's 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 they're everywhere. So I mean, Pete, I, I agree with you there and. When you're this bad on offense or any side of the ball, it's not one thing. It's everything. It's everything. But it, it's but not just receivers. If you have the ability to space out and stretch the field and get open, and you watch every game. We, we you know Every game you watch, you watch one tonight. Every single team has guy at some point who's open, open, like wide open. When was the last time a Jaguars receiver was wide open? Well, last year, Trevor missed the uh, wheel route where Lavisca yeah, Chenault was wide week. open. Last yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. I'm just telling you, that's the last time I can remember. And, and, you know, somebody said to me, and I asked a quarterback about that, and he said that that ball is not really a wheel route. It's supposed to get thrown quicker than down the field. He missed him anyways. But, but it, it, here's the other thing. Who – can win in the way they're playing offense right now on that team. Which one of them? Like win one on one. When you, when you go line up and your ISO here, your ISO here, your ISO here, which one of those guys can win? Well, I thought Dan Arnold, but they decided not to target him at all yesterday. You know, Tony, you watched the tape. The, the one time I saw where he missed, and he, he was going to go to him. Remember the delayed block where he snuck out and he was in the middle of the field? And he, by the time he went to throw it to him, he was getting blasted by Boza. Yeah. That been yeah, the it, was a rough, it was a rough day all around. I mean, yeah. I mean, you watched that team yesterday, and you and, and this is where I'm, I'm thankful the, the NFL is a week-to-week league. I mean, i.e., the Texans beating the Titans. Um. I'm just glad it's week to week because if it wasn't week to week, I don't think we'd ever win another football game. I mean, that's how bad it felt yesterday leaving the stadium. Like everyone, I mean, I, my text and Twitter was full after the, the Thursday night game watching Atlanta play because I was at the game and we played them next. Oh, Atlanta's terrible. We'll beat them. And I and I told someone today, I said, you know what? You know what people in Atlanta are saying right now? <laughs> They're saying, oh, we got to win. We got the Jaguars. Right. 
It's by a, the way, don't lo- they don't want you locking games anymore. Yeah, I heard a lot of that on, a lot of that on social uh, today, and and the Jags paid the price, Tony. Well, I'm I'm gonna lock something today. Oh. Do you want the lock right now, or do you want it later in the show? Well, let's I can build do it up later. some build up some momentum. Yeah, let's let's not okay, give it away we'll right it, away. We'll do it later. I mean, is it what is it regarding? What's it around? What's the? It's a lock. I'm not. I, I mean, do you want to hear the lock or not? No, I don't right now. I just like, is it is it uh, football related? Is it offense it's, related? Is it? It's not on his rundown, Tony. He doesn't want it right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we want to build some suspense, Pete. Suspense. It is. It, well, Keep this is a football show, so it's football related. Keep them coming back for more. I mean, do we want? Is it offensive? You know, is you it know how this is when we veer off JP's rundown? He gets a little all <laughs> discombobulated. He struggles. We know that. He structure. struggles. There's no structure. doubt about that. We need structure around here. Is what we need. Um, five minutes early. That's what we need around here. Let's take a timeout. Uh, we'll we'll wait in suspense for the lock from Tony. We've got plenty of show, hour and 45 to get that in. A little later, we'll uh, get to your social media questions. That's in the second hour of the show. We'll go around the league as well. We'll come back with some defensive talk, though, a little more on the defensive side of the ball yesterday and the Jaguars' loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And we're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. And by Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, recapping a Jaguars loss to the San Francisco 49ers in week 11, 30-10. Didn't even feel that close, though. In the second hour, we'll get your social media questions. We'll go around the National Football League. Tony Baselli at some point will head to Raymond James Stadium for Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Looking forward to that. Who are you working with tonight, Tone? Uh, the great Kevin Harlan. Yes, he is. Absolutely. That'll be a good one. He's awesome. No yeah, doubt. I'm going to miss, miss the last because i got to get in the car to get over there, so I'm going to miss Monday Night Football. Well, I mean, that's your loss. I don't know. I mean, you know, do what you got to do, Tony. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Usually, usually you're over at the stadium already diving into the buffet. Remember the Green Bay game on Monday night where you had the on brats? Yeah. You had about, what was it, four bags of Fritos before they even Pete, started? It's a, a deep people. dive of sorts, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was doing the, I was doing the deep dive. Um, yeah, where we are. And uh, I did not feel like getting over to Raymond James at 4 p.m. or actually 3.30 to get in the stadium and everything. So I'm going to head do my work here and head over a little bit later. You, that's but a good I can't place, be too late. Good place to go early, though. That's uh, right near no, the top. They gotta, well, I'm more of a halftime, I'm a half-time guy at Raymond James with the Bayonet Fosters. Mm, okay. So... I'll get they, they they roll out the red carpet at Raymond James. Yes, that's for sure. It's it's the best. It is the best press box setup. Now Dallas is pretty close. Dallas is really good too. <laughs> Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, Pete. It is like outstanding. Yeah, I've been there for Thanksgiving, and it's it's it, well. Let's put it this way: it's outstanding all the time. Oh, it's always good, but it's really over the top. Um, you know, how good, you know how good Dallas used to be back in the day? They had people that they worked in the press box that would drive you back to your hotel after games. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. 
by. The uh, I'll be in Detroit for Thanksgiving Day, so there's I friends that, okay. I that one before it, too. It's okay. It's not as good as Dallas. It's not as good as. Uh, it's not as good as Dallas. When are the Jaguars going to play on Thanksgiving Day? When we're good. When are the Jaguars going to play on Thanksgiving Day? When we're when good. <laughs> When's that going to be? When do they play the Lions? Or the, when do they play the Lions or the, or the Cowboys again? That's what you got to look at, and then see. See if not, you got to be good to play the late one. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or supposedly good because the Saints aren't exactly good right now. No, 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 but the Saints were supposed to be good coming in. Yeah, they they have a marquee name. They've won a Super Bowl. They have a marquee coach. Like if Jacksonville wants to play on Thanksgiving, you want Sunday night games. We're in a small market, so by nature. The league and the networks are going to put us secondary in the, on the primetime games, just the way it works. Now, if you are so good and so relevant, and you are one of the teams that is constantly winning your division, fighting for the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, and you have relevant superstars, then you're going to play on Sunday night, and you're going to play on Monday night, and you're going to play on Thanksgiving. That's how that happens. But you can't you can't have one year every 15 years yeah. where you're relevant. Right. That's exactly what it is. How many turkey legs can you eat in one sitting, Tony? Um, I'm not the biggest turkey leg guy. I'm more of a, I like, I do like, the, I like dark meat. Um, I like fried turkey. And when it's fried, I guess, the, you know, all the meat's good. But I do like dark meat. I don't know how many turkey legs I could eat, JP. That's a good question. Now, the question, I mean, it really is a, the better question is, if it's turkey legs only, a bunch. But if I'm going to indulge in the mashed potatoes and the stuffing yeah. and the uh, sweet potato casserole and the green bean casserole and the corn casserole and the Jello uh, pudding and the um, Jello pudding. What are you talking about? I mean, not, not, I'm sorry, not Jello pudding. Jello casserole. You know that Jello casserole? Oh my gosh! It's like no. it's like Jello. So it's got marshmallows in it, right? No, no, no. It's better. It's oh. jello. And then underneath the jello is like this like glaze of like some kind of like cheese, cream cheese, whipped cream, sweet, like creamy stuff. No. And then, under, That's and then underneath uh, underneath that is a um, graham cracker pretzel sugar crust. It is who, unreal. Who makes, that? who makes that? Who is that? My wife, my wife makes it. So she invented it. It's the, it's the no, you, Sally. No, you know who? No, I, we got it from the Schwartz family. Remember Brian Schwartz? Yeah. His wife, Diane Schwartz. The first Thanksgiving, 1995, we had it. We had it at this house, and everyone brought different dishes. And she brought that, and it has been a part of the Baselli staple of Thanksgiving since 1995. It is outstanding. It's some, I don't know if it's Jell-O. I don't know what it's called. It's Jell-O something. It is. <laughs> I just know this. It goes in my belly. I know it's not called. Yeah. It's not called pumpkin pie, apparently. Oh, know. well, wait a second. That's dessert. For dessert. Wait, the Jello's a, not dessert? What are you talking no, about? No, that's that, that's part of dinner. Oh. <laughs> that's not like so dessert. Confused. No, that's dinner. For dessert, after I partake in a couple plates of that, then dessert is you have to have three pies. You have to have a pumpkin. Which I don't like. Oh. <laughs> you have to have an apple. I like apple. And you have to have a, a pecan. Pie. It's okay. Pecan pie is amazing. You, like, so, you don't. Oh, I'm not a big. Thanks, I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. Really? You're you're, you're you're not American. Leave our country if you don't like it. <laughs> I think I think the whole idea of of 
Thanksgiving meal is overrated. My it's mother, a great- when my mother, when we were growing up, we had four boys. My mother used to spend hours in there making dinner, and we try and tell her to time it up between the kickoff of the the, the end of the one o'clock game and the kickoff of the four. It's <laughs> hey, it might be time it up. It might be the best holiday of oh. the year. Yeah, no. food, football, turkey, family. Oh, and, and then you like you have right. a, you might have. I mean, some people if they choose to partake in an adult beverage, and then you watch you the football anytime you want to. No, but it's the whole thing. It's family. You're sitting. I around. gotta work on Thanksgiving and like, it's, no, it's not to me. It's, it's overrated. I love it. Well, so the way we, I love it so much because I've been doing Thursday night games. I mean, the uh, Thanksgiving. national Thanksgiving games for like 10, 12, 13. I can't remember how long I've been doing it. So I've been home for Thanksgiving forever. Last year I was because COVID, um, because the game I was doing got canceled. The Steeler game got canceled. But um, our tradition is we do Thanksgiving on Friday. So we fry turkeys up, do all the fixings. Fry, you know, so I, I get home either Thursday night or Friday morning from the game, and we do a just a massive just feast for three hours of just eating, and uh, it's outstanding. I fry the turkeys up. It's it's outstanding. It's, yeah, what a, the best part about Thanksgiving was the night of Thanksgiving. You go out afterwards when you were younger. <laughs> And have a few adult beverages, and then you come home and eat the cold turkey sale. Yeah, that's that was right. Well, now, right. in fairness, one of the great things about Thanksgiving is why it's one of the great holidays of all time, is when you wake up the following day, and possibly, depending on how much you've had to eat or drink during the day, maybe that night, you have a meal for like two or three days True. of leftovers. It is, True. and who doesn't like some white bread, a little mayo and cranberry? With some turkey, salt and pepper. Oh, yeah, I like that better than actually eating turkey with the gravy when it's hot out. I like it all. It's like all has its place in this universe, and that's a. It's very important though. Yeah. And what about is JP not like anything from Thanksgiving? He didn't say a word. Hey JP, did you come to the Baselli household for a Thanksgiving one year? That was that was a Christmas Eve, and oh, uh, Christmas Eve, okay, uh, yeah, which was an epic, you know, moment in time itself. But the um, the Thanksgiving's probably my favorite th- holiday, I think, because of the food and the football and the people and you know. All I like stuff to going see on. better. And like Pete's Bar has the the thing outside at the beach, you know, and the street and all that stuff. In the morning, you can go do that, and then go get your meal, and then you know go watch football. It's great. I love it. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> In fact. I- yeah, I, not, I, you know, Tony, I'm not shocked by this at all with Pete, like that he would hate. No, they're a better holiday. I think Christmas is a better holiday. Christmas Eve used to be, has always been a better holiday to me. No, 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 no. For me, it was. When we growing up, it was for us. Well, it's because you're selfish. It's all about getting gifts. That's all you no, care no, about. No, no, because it's an, Ita- an Italian. You know this. The Christmas Eve in the Italian family is a big deal. It used to be for me. Because you got gifts. Right. No, because you had a feast. Yeah, you, you had the Italian feast. You had the, you know, it was, you know, all the feast of the seven fishes or whatever they used to call it. What's <laughs> <laughs> called? What's called? Yeah, it, it, I, it was, it was so impactful, JP. You know, I, I, I'd be like, I'm <laughs> used to make all that stuff, and I don't like it, but she made it, so I'd have her make me a special plate with just some sauce in it or something. I don't like yeah. that fatty avlo stuff and and linguine with clam sauce and all that stuff. Don't like it. Are you? What's wrong with you? Are you? Are you? You're not American because you don't like Thanksgiving. You're not Italian because you don't like 
you know, Italian food. What are well, you? I'm not Italian food. I just thought I like Who circus. are you? Who are you? Like, where are you from? <laughs> I am Pete Frisco, and you all wish you could be. <laughs> no, go back to wherever you came from. You don't like anything. You're a miserable human being. <laughs> no, I like a lot of stuff. I just like what I like. Uh, you like you like the bunch and the rubs and the <laughs> creativity. Picks. There you go. Yeah. There it is. He likes creativity, <laughs> Tony. That's what he likes. What well, do you like? JP never says what he likes. I like to go see Pete's bar, and then I eat some food, and then I watch football. It's a great. He doesn't ever say what he likes. Turkey. I like the the white meat turkey breast. I love the oyster dressing. If you put oysters in there, with oh the dressing. yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, green bean casserole with mushrooms in it. Yep. Love that. I'll Love that I'll right there. I'll make a lock right now. Ready? Here's a lock. <laughs> Joe Fortunato likes Christmas Eve better than he likes Thanksgiving. Oh, they, he locked it. Joe? Um, let, let's get an answer quickly. Peter, yes. you would be correct. Oh, there you go. Right. Well, there you go. Dislike See, my lock come through, Mazzelli. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll say I this. Love, I, I love Christmas Eve, too. Yeah, I do. I do. I also. love it. Uh, I will say for a two and eight team, we've effectively killed a segment. We'll come back and, and get back into this Jaguars <laughs> team after a loss to the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Plenty to discuss. Of course, the second hour, we'll get your social media questions. You know, we'll put a poll out there about uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Check out Twitter in just a moment. This Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on a Monday afternoon after a Week 11 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. 30-10 to 10 the final score. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. Apparently Thanksgiving food gets people talking. A couple of tweets rolling in that uh, at uh, D. Filaroski says his wife makes that Jello casserole too. It's incredible. Another Thank says, you. Another says I've never heard Big Bo speak so passionately before until hearing him talk about Thanksgiving just now. Fair. <laughs> it's true. That's fair. Uh, there is a Twitter poll out there. I just created it actually. If you're on Twitter, check it out um, and give us your uh, result, your thought. I said uh, our guy Prisco. Says he's not a fan of Thanksgiving and the food is overrated. What's he missing the most? The options are turkey, dressing, assorted casseroles, or pies. So you got an hour and a half to chime in. Well, you can eliminate assorted casseroles because there's none of them are worth a damn. I mean, that's incorrect. well. I mean, have you ever had corn casserole? What's in it? And I'll tell you if I've had it. <laughs> well, well uh, corn. Obviously, corn. I like corn. I like corn, but just depends like- what else. I don't know. My wife makes it. It's her mom's <laughs> recipe. It's unbelievable. Did right. um, you ever have corn casserole? No. What's in it? Corn. Oh, well, what else? Good. Oh, I don't it's know. Good. My wife makes it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the Jags. You're not sure. You just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, no, you know what that is. <laughs> and it, it, it isn't anything good. <laughs> I, got, I got a text from a good friend of mine. Uh, I'll leave him nameless saying, hey. I'm trying to learn stuff about the Jaguars. Can you guys talk about the Jags for a little bit? You so. know what? And I agree. Let's get back to it. Uh, let's can, go. Well, we're, we're, we're ready. Let's, but every time we start talking about creativity, you get all mad. Well, the defense. Well, oh, no, go well, ahead. Tony. 
Yeah. No, the defense, JP, is, I mean, if you step back and look at that game, the bottom line is they're on the field too much. They couldn't get off the field. But that, a lot of that was self-inflicted. Yeah, third down penalty. And, and they've played good football, you know, winning football really up until the San Francisco 49er game. And it's not like they were getting gashed. Debo Samuel had a couple nice runs. Um, they, did, they had some nice concepts there. They struggled to get to Garoppolo because the run game got going, and then they got tired. They're out there too much. But overall, I've, I've been impressed about what they've done defensively and how they've, I think they've improved um, over the season. And I, I think Joe, and I think Joe Cohen has done a good job. There was a couple times we've seen this happen every few weeks where they had some t- trouble getting guys on the field, on and off the field, in some goal line situation. This, uh, on the touchdown. On the touchdown. And and so that that's not great, and that needs to be cleaned up, and it's something that's plagued them a little bit of, of getting. You know, we saw the twelve men on the field twice in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. We've you know early in the year we saw them trying to get lined up. It was an issue, but for the most part, this is a group that plays hard. They play physical. Um, they hung in there. They had a bunch of injuries, and we'll talk about the injuries that I think are, could impact this team um, down the road a little bit. Uh, but they continue to be above average against the run. And what is getting better is their secondary is playing better football. I mean, you're not seeing guys run wide open in the secondary like we did in the past. You see contested balls. You see them being physical. And you turn on that tape. And and I because I watched, I watched the 49ers manhandle the Rams, like physically beat them up. I don't think they did that to the Jaguars by no, any means didn't. at all. They didn't. And, if the Jaguars had if the Jaguars had any offense, that's a much different game. I mean, it's I, I thought the defense. I think, and you go back to what they did. To, they played the Colts last week. They did some good things in that game. When you consider what the Colts just did to the Bills, I mean, they physically right. mauled the Bills, and they didn't physically maul the Jaguars. So, I think you're right, Tony. I think the defense it still needs another pass rusher. We know that it still needs another pass rusher. I tell you what, Chase I made a couple plays in the, in the run game where he was actually showing some physical stuff did you notice that he had a really couple nice physical plays against trent williams who's one of the you know probably the best left tackle in all football yeah and set the edge yeah i thought he did some good didn't he turn george kittle over on his side one time tony he was very physical against george kittle another time now george kittle also blocked him a few times but that's going to happen um I, i think overall this is a physical defense i think it's a tough defense i think it's a defense that has some pride I think they're probably lacking, you know, one more like difference maker because I think Miles Jack continues to flash play good football. Josh Allen is continues to be active. You know, you know Shaquille Griffin's playing good football, but you know, I think like one more difference maker maybe up front. Um, the, the big yeah. bodies it, are doing a good job as far an as edge guy. Run. Yeah, an edge guy, a difference maker, edge guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, but, I would agree with you. But every team you could say that they want different things. Overall, this defense. Outside the penalties last week is playing good football. And Campbell's getting better. He is. Yeah. He's uh, getting better. And I think the safeties are, are solid. They're not – I mean, Jenkins has been pretty good. Yeah, if they stay on the field and not punch people. Wow. And the other guy has been better than I thought. I'll give him credit. He's been better than I thought he would be. Which guy? Winger. Winger. Yeah. Dewey. But – He's well, still, he, takes, mean, you, he takes Wilson, a lot of heat from Wilson fans. Wilson looks though. slow at times, Tony. That's one thing that shows up. Damian Wilson, well, he's not a coverage guy. Yeah, right, yeah. but that shows up. That's all I'm saying. And, and I think when the run goes at him, he's fine. 
when the run goes away from him, that that in his game. And you can look at the Niners linebackers; those guys run. Hey, let's go That's back. Fair. You know, you mentioned Wingard, and he takes a lot of heat from uh, fans on social and all that stuff. You said he's playing pretty good, Pete. What's he doing well? well he's playing better. I mean, good is relative compared to what I thought he was going to play. I'll be honest with you. Okay. And I know fans want to see Cisco in the game. That's why they, they they'll push for Cisco because he was a high draft pick. That's what that's all about. But I I'll be honest, when I started the season, I thought he wouldn't be a starter, and I thought he shouldn't be a starter. But he's played better than I thought he would. He's played well enough that he should be the starter right now. Yeah, he's made some nice plays. He had a great open tackle on Debo Samuel. Yes, yeah, he did. I mean, big on time third play. down. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think. I mean, Winger, you know, you might not like him out there, but he's he's earned the starting job. And he's holding off anyone. He's not the problem. Let's put it that way. Heck no. Not at all. The defense isn't the problem, Pete. Yeah. Now, no. I know everyone – let's get to the race on Jenkins getting kicked out of the game. Yeah, so here's the because, here's some background on this, uh, Tony. He now has six penalties total for the season. Two of those are taunting. There's an unnecessary roughness back in week one, a taunting in week six, a taunting in week eight. And then he was thrown out yesterday. So four of the six are extracurricular type penalties. So the taunting, it's a hard one for me, and this is why. There's no place for it, but the, to be fair, the league is over-rotated a little bit on this thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're a little aggressive. And those taunting penalties were early in the year when guys were trying to figure out what they could and could not do. And Rayshon's an emotional player, which I like. You want guys to play at the motion. Um, now, th- what we're looking at right here, it's really more of a open hand slap than a punch. But he shouldn't that, do it, though. He shouldn't. Let me, yeah, oh, Pete, let me finish. Um, he didn't have a helmet on. He should not do it. And he's ejected and he hurt his team. With that said, if I was the coach of the Jaguars, I'm not going to lose my stuff on him. I mean, I'm going to sit him down. He's a captain. I'm going to sit down and have a conversation and let him understand that this can't happen, and he knows it can't happen, and that we have to keep it tight and we have to clean it up because he's a good football player and he's playing good football for this team right now. And he has to understand as one of the leaders and one of the guys trying to set the tone and the culture for this for this team, that just can't happen. And I'm, I'm, I probably always give guys a little bit more grace than I need to or I should only because I found myself in a fracas or two um, playing. It was different rules back then. You could get away with a lot more. You know, you could take a little shove to the face. And, you know, I mean, it, you, I mean, to get thrown out of an NFL game when I played, I mean, you almost had to commit manslaughter. So, you know, and I always thought it was important to play the game with emotion and play on, on the edge. And in today's NFL, you got to control it. And you can't. You know, you can't do things that hurt your team, and Rayshon did that, and he'll learn from it, but I'm not going to kill him for it. I, I know everyone else is, and, you know, be my guess, but I think he's a good football player. Look, I'm not going to – I wouldn't kill a guy for pushing and, and you know, but and maybe slapping a – even if he – Tony, you said he didn't have a helmet on. If he slaps him like that with, that with a helmet on, he's still getting tossed. I don't think so. Oh, I do. No. Usually, it has like, to, usually it has to be – it usually has to be the you know punch. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. I still I still think he would have gotten tossed. He did it right in front of the official. That was the re- that was the t- stupidity of it. The official standing right there. Why would you do that? Because it's emotion, Pete. I mean, well, I, you gotta you gotta hold your motion. 
I'm not anytime you probably just I, I, anytime you feel like choking JP out when you're in the studio, but you hold your emotion, don't you? No, it's more you, but um, I, I, I'm <laughs> just saying the book's out on Baselli. I can kind of prod him, and he gets going. I, you know, <laughs> he'd have he'd have to come down here and get me. I, I'm I'm not <laughs> listen. I'm not saying he doesn't have to control his emotion. I'm not saying what he did was okay. I'm not saying any of that. You kind it, of are. A, you kind of are. No, I'm not. It was a dumb play. Okay, is that better? It was a dumb play. That there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Quit justifying the stupidity of the play. It was a bad play. It was a bad play. I, I'm saying I, I like guys who play with emotion, but you can't keep it. You can't do that anymore. I agree. You just can't. I agree. And so I, I would sit. I wouldn't. I'm, no, I'm with you though. I wouldn't. If I'm Meyer, maybe in the heat of the moment I get mad, but I'm going to go have a conversation with him and say, "Hey, you're a captain. You can't be doing this. We need you on the field. Period. Yeah, End of story. Yeah, Urban, it's over. We're done. Yeah, Move Urban, on. Urban said today they did kind of talk today and, and talk through that. So, you know, and then they're going to move on. Move on to the Falcons. That's all they can do. Um, we'll come back in a moment. Plenty of offensive talk still to come. Uh, we're going to get some more answers maybe on offense. Compete. Deep dive. Let's go deep dive. Let's deep dive the offense. We're Let's do deep that. dive the offense. We're, we're going to do that in just a little bit. We've got about an hour and 15 minutes left in the show to get that done. Uh, we gotta, we gotta keep it real. At some point, that yeah might be where we go tonight. In fact, uh, veterans choose VA for the benefits you earn. Visit choose.va.gov. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon after Week Eleven, Thanksgiving coming up. And week 12 this week, the Jaguars host the Atlanta Falcons at TIAA Bank Field, 1 o'clock kickoff time. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. Hey, the inaugural Jacksonville Barbecue Festival is bringing the best barbecue in the nation to Florida December 10th through 12th here at the bank. Award-winning brisket, ribs, burn-ins, and more. You can enter for free and pay as you go. Or, Tony, you can go hog wild with a VIP pit pass that gives you two and a half hours of all you can eat and drink. Visit bbqfestjacks.com. When is this? December 10th through 12th at TIAA Bank Field. And how much, how much do I have to pay to get the hog wild? You need to visit bbqfestjacks.com. Okay. Um, that's Are you going to that? That sounds light up your alley. It's all you can eat food. I think I'm pretty good at that. Speaking of food, what is your okay? We'll get back to the Jags in a second. No, it's Thanksgiving week. We got to talk food. Like What's your favorite barbecue? For you first, Pete, because I'm sure you'll butcher this too and just be all over the place. And and then JP, you go after Pete. What do you mean, favorite place or favorite? Like, what's your dish? favorite like bar like dish barbecue dish? I like barbecue chicken. Oh my gosh! Pulled pulled wow. chicken. Oh, my God. uh, JP? It depends on where I'm going, honestly. I know it's a detailed answer. But I'm with the chicken uh, game if it's at a certain place in Alabama that has the white sauce. Big Bob Gibson's, right? They kind of created that. The white white sauce is fantastic. Yes, it's it's mayonnaise-based. It's got pepper in it. It's fantastic. Now, uh, if I'm going pork, you know, pulled pork. No, I'm not not talking like – like, okay. Which one would you prefer? That's what pulled he's pork. asking. Pulled pork. Yeah, pulled what, pork. Okay, pulled pork. That's your go-to meat at yes. a barbecue joint. Absolutely. I'm not, yours I'm is, not, yours I'm is not, brisket because you're not, as obvious as can be. I'm not I'm not saying, like, like your favorite. Like, I get it. Right. There's certain places I'd go, like, 
what's dreamland i'm gonna get the ribs ribs right yeah i mean but i'm saying just general barbecue go to yeah if if i'm thinking barbecue okay pulled pork pulled pork yeah Yeah. i love pulled pork pulled pork safer if you're gonna get barbecue but i am uh i'm either i'm brisket pizza right or burnt ends if they have burnt ends mm, that's yeah. a tough one to pass up. Yeah, Kansas like City. In, uh, like in Kansas City. Mm, yeah. It's Jack Stack or something. Yeah, they have good beer. Uh, yeah. Like Pete was so predictable. He sits at the kids' table. Let me get my chicken nuggets. I want chicken nuggets. I eat, That's what I want. I eat, what, I eat what I want. I mean, if I want to have chicken and I don't feel like having your brisket, that's what I like. Does that make yours right? I've never understood that. People are like, oh, my God, how you like that more than that? Yeah, I do. And that's what I'm going to eat. Yeah, you, have a very, you have a very immature palate. That's okay. I admit it. I, I'm, I'm not denying that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's fine. But you, you mock me for picking the No, chicken. I mean, you just like, you're, you know, you, you never grew up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I haven't. I know I haven't grown up, but that has nothing to do with my palate. By the way, seven, <laughs> okay. $75 for the pit pass. Seventy-five bucks. That's worth it. Could you eat seventy-five bucks? You can. Oh, you definitely. Can I eat seventy-five bucks of barbecue? Like yeah, about twenty-five minutes. You know what they do with those things, though? They give you like little baby plates, so you feel guilty going back and getting as many as you can. There's no shame in my game. Yeah, let me tell you what. I'm gonna say won't bother me one bit. That would be uh, right up Tony's alley, I think. I I don't even know if they're doing. I mean, you know. Chicken, uh, I'm guessing, is probably going to be involved somehow. So, Pete, maybe you're out of Yeah, maybe, Pete. Maybe they'll have chicken nuggets. You can go get some chicken nuggets. And- well, JP's from Alabama, so he knows all about barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> He's an expert on it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you all about it. I can tell you all about it. That's for sure. All right, um, let's get to the AFC South standings, I guess. Um the Jags are in last place again in the division after yesterday's action. Tennessee eight and three. They lost somehow to the Houston Texans. Indianapolis flexed with five touchdowns from Jonathan Taylor. They're six and five now. Houston now with a better division record and the head to head over the Jaguars, both teams at two and eight. I'm guessing the power rankings are this, or is Indy moving up somebody's list today? I, I my, mine are different than that. Oh gosh, I can't wait to hear these. Are you okay? Is it an earthquake? <laughs> this is a, he's a disaster. <laughs> it's a seismic event in Tampa. Who's <laughs> uh, that? Uh, well, the way I look at it, if, if I had to, if they played head to head on a neutral site, who would I take? Right now, the Colts are the best team in the AFC South. If the Colts and Titans played ten times, I'm picking the Colts more than the Titans right now. Didn't the Titans beat them twice already? No, they beat him once. Twice. They did? Yeah. We you mocked oh, yeah, me on this show yeah, for not right. knowing that earlier a couple weeks ago. Yeah, sorry, about? you're right. I still would pick right now, Pete, who would you pick? Probably the it depends where it is. If it was in Tennessee, I picked the Titans. If it was in Indianapolis, I probably picked the Colts. Neutral field. They're playing in Jacksonville next week. <laughs> who are you picking? Is Derek Henry back? No, the the, the team's out <laughs> no, of that team just won five straight games and two of them without them. I'm just asking you a question. Answer the I probably question, picked, Pete. To pick the Titans. You picked the Titans. I picked the Colts. Did the Colts look good against Jacksonville? Did the Titans look good against Houston? 
No, Houston, no, they did not. But they had just ripped off five straight games, though. It's so a natural letdown. Yeah. Okay, so you would have the Colts one, the Titans two, the Jaguars three? Houston no. three. Oh, so you'd move the Jaguars into the cellar. Yeah, because I, th- I, I think that Houston with Tyrod Taylor, if he's healthy, would beat the Jags. Because I think they'll score more points than the well, Jags. We'll know, in a co- we'll know in a couple weeks. So, Like until yeah. the Jaguars can score more than – so right now they're averaging over the last four weeks ten points a game basically ten point five. Is this the worst offense in Jaguars history? Yes. Ooh. Wow. And it is. It wow. is. Wow. Is it worse than last year's offense? Yeah, they scored more points than this. Yeah. Yeah, this team can't score okay. right now. It's the worst offense in Jaguars history. I mean, that's saying something because they're losing bad. I don't know if it's statistically the worst. It just feels that way right now. But we also live in a world where whatever we're experiencing feels like the greatest. Well, worst I mean, you ever. go back. You go back every year you were there. That, that your offenses weren't worse than this. No, even in ninety five. I mean, even the expansion team wasn't this bad. We were pretty bad, though. I mean, we were bad. We struggled to score points. I mean, but this team has forty three points over the last month. And yeah. none of those are really in, in moments where JP, it's has there ever game. been a span where the where the organization has had a month of not scoring? I got I, I got to think. Have to I don't really think go, I'd have to go look through um, and and dig. Well, look and, and listen. Seven of the points came in garbage time yesterday. I mean, those yeah, they don't, they don't count. I agree. They don't right. count. That's pretty much every every touchdown in this month has been by uh, you know down by ten points or more already. Yeah, I mean. So, in, you know, now they're going against the Falcons, and we'll talk about the Falcons game coming up in the next hour because I think, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Do we really want to talk about this past game that much more? It was abysmal. It was bad. Yes, it was. I mean, I think we do need to talk about Trevor because it does feel like he's regressing a little bit well, watching. Let's say I can't tell. Then. I can't tell if it's him regressing or just the offense in general. Hey, Tony, your team, your team scored 3, 17, 10, 14, 17, 20, 27, 23, 7, 30. 16, 13, 23, 31, 0, none, shut out, and then 24. <laughs> wow. We'll do the was math the sh- on was that. The, was the shutout against Detroit? Yeah, yes, I remember thinking that was a knee. We'll come but back. You scored many. you scored more points than they do. Second so hour the of Jaguars Happy Hour coming up. Plenty of math ahead and much more. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Listen to 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. For those who know me or maybe who don't know me, that no, I'm, I love our quarterback. I love our owner. I love the fact that uh, we have a good core group of players. I was extremely disappointed with everything about today. Um, but you keep going, you keep working, and uh, there's times we played excellent football. Today wasn't one of those days, so we got another chance to prove to our home crowd uh, that we love them, care about them, we're going to play hard next week against the Falcons. So that's the way I look at it. That's Urban Meyer after the game yesterday, and welcome back. It's a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Frisco, the 49ers over the Jaguars, 30-10, to 10, the final score. 49ers set the tone with a 20-play, 87-yard drive. It lasted 13 minutes, 5 seconds, 16 seconds away from the league record for a possession. 
Third down defensive penalties marred the early part of the game and kept Niners' drives alive, including an ejection of starting safety Rayshon Jenkins for throwing a punch or slap or whatever you want to look at there. What the Jags lacked on defense, they were worse on offense. A three and out after that 20-play drive and then down 10 nothing. a fumble on the next snap to give the 49ers a short field. 200 yards for the day on offense. Only a field goal in the second quarter and a garbage time touchdown. Oh, yeah, and the punter didn't run on the field late in the game on a punt situation. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even talk about that yet. That summed up the day. The Jags are 2-8. and eight. They host the Atlanta Falcons in Week 12. The Falcons are 4-6. and six. They've lost the last two weeks by a combined score of 68-3. to three. So we got that going for us. Yeah, they haven't looked good. I mean, the last two weeks have been terrible. Matt Ryan's getting beat up. His offensive line is bad. I mean, the center – the center is awful on the Falcons. Hennessy, he's just not playing very well. You saw it last week, Tony. Weren't you at that game? Yeah, Hennessy's not not strong like Hennessy. No, he's not strong at all. They're not good. Up, they're a bad offensive line. Matt Ryan took a beating the other day. Well, you know they're all top two-round picks, too. Homegrown. I know. I know. So that's a, that's a scouting issue more than anything. Um, or development, player development. But before we get to the Falcons, I want to ask a question, Pete. Is is Trevor Lawrence regressing or is the offense regressing and there's nothing that even Peyton Manning and his heyday could make with what they's got what's going on out there? And that's an exaggeration, obviously. But I guess my question yeah. is Well he wasn't good as a rookie. He, he wasn't good as a rookie either, Peyton. But yeah, he's regressing, Tony. And, and I think he's regressing from a standpoint of being frustrated. I think when you go back to throw and time and time and time again, and you can stop the tape at every time when he gets to the top of his drop. Stop the tape and show me who's open. Stop the tape no, and show me who's open. And so that's frustrating. And then when you get to the top of your drop and you're ready to throw and go through one, two, or three, if one's not there, two's not there, well, what's the natural thing to do? is to start moving. And I think he's moving sometimes when there's nothing there and he shouldn't be moving. So right. I, I, I get it. I understand it. Um, it's just so hard to play quarterback. when guy, Nobody's open. Nobody. They don't have guys wide open. It never happens. Other than garbage time yesterday, because they got a couple guys open in garbage time. Right. Other than garbage time, was anybody open at all that you can remember? I mean, I mean, maybe, I mean, he's already got, I mean, maybe late coming open. I mean, I also don't know what his progression is, where he, if he, is he started the right side, you know, of the field. Well, I saw I one got, where he missed, and you'll probably remember this if you watch the tape. He, he opened to the left, and he started to move, and you could see, I think it was Marvin Jones coming across the field, and he almost had his hand up, and it, all he had to do was fire a shot in the middle, and it was a big play. Do you remember that one? I do. He was wide open. And so he missed that. But I think that, again, he's on the move already. He's moving. So I, I just, again, I go back to what I always say. Now, JP, is yes. there something out there that there's a real issue with the coaching staff and the offensive staff that they've been getting at each other? So that was the report that uh, your outlet, CBS Sports, had yesterday morning. Well, he did. No, his report was that there are going to be changes on that staff. That's what the report was. Okay. Okay. Which yeah, I, I think, you, I mean, you don't have to be – a rocket scientist to figure out that that's coming. Right. This offense, this, they should be running the 49ers offense. 
to go back to our previous point about uh, rankings and and one of the worst in Jaguars history, you know, there was uh, last year's offense ranked 30th overall. We're just going by points, right? 30th in points per game. Um, The 2018 team finished 31st in the league in points per game. And then two years, they finished dead last, 2013 and 2014, in points per game. So those would probably qualify. So there's some. 2012 what's, what's was the 30. Right now? What's the scoring ranking right now? For yeah, this yeah, Thir- yeah, 31st. I, I, I'll 31st. look at it differently because that moves year to year. Like, just do two character, two uh, areas, JP. Yep. Total yards and scoring. Like, what's our what? The, not where we rank because the league changes. I'm looking at total, be like saying here's total points, right. right? You want total points? The worst was 2011, yeah. 243 points. And, and what do they one, have right Jaguars now? Jaguars are at 159 right now. Yeah, they're going to go past that. But again, it's it, it was 2011. You said correct. It's a different game now. Even in that short period of time, the game has changed. 2018, the Jaguars had 245 points. That's second worst. Okay. 2013, well, that, 247. There's your worst offense. There's your okay. Worst two, offense. 245. What's that divided by 16? I don't know. You're the math major. I don't know. Well, 245 yeah, divided by 16. Just pull your calculator out. <laughs> I'm doing it. What you divided by 16? 15.3. Yeah. Okay, 15.3 a game. What are they averaging right now? How many points do they have right now? They've got 159. And, and they've played um, 11 games, 10 games? 10 games. Yeah. So they're at 15.9. They're right at it. They're right at it. They're a little they're bit above. They're, 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 you know, they're half point up. ahead of it. So it's, it's in the conversation as the worst offense in the history of the team. That's right. And this four-game span, I don't think there's probably been a, game, a span where it's been this bad. Maybe it hasn't, but it always feels worse when you're in the middle of it. And you, you know what? You know, not that this is a gambling show. We don't talk about gambling, but I wonder what the over/under is for these two teams. I mean, the Falcons have scored three points in the last two games. <laughs> I mean, points are going to be at a premium. I think it's, it's, it's uh, the, the first to get to ten wins. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's just when you look at it, it's like how can. And it's a lot of it, uh, like in Atlanta, it has to do with offensive line play, and they don't have any receivers. There's no Ridley. Yeah, but the, um, the, they do got that uh, Pitts kid. He's pretty good. Yeah, but everybody just did what the what you saw what the Patriots did to him the other day. They doubled them for yeah. uh, for entertainment purposes only. Forty six and a half, Tony. Ooh, that seems yeah. high. <laughs> I, I I don't gamble on sports. I just. Because we were we're not allowed. No, I probably, right. I probably still, I'm probably still not allowed. As a, I wonder if I, I'm a contract employee. I don't know what that matters. But I don't bet anyways. But if I did, I mean, wouldn't you just say, just like, there's no chance they're getting 46 to two of these teams. How are, yeah, how are they going to score these teams? I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like if Jacksonville scores 20, they're going to have a parade downtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hey. Are they going to make changes after the season of the offense? And if so, is Dan Mullen a possibility? Oh, I, I sure as hell hope not. I don't know. Are we already are, are we already firing coaches? Pete, is that where we're at? Oh, I did. I did. He's done that for oh, weeks, I know, Tony. Well, I know you did. You you, you and your uh, buddy uh, 
Mr. Lockenfora. I have nothing to do with him. I don't talk to him. I don't I have nothing to do with his reports. They're his. But I'm mine is my opinion. I think they need to make a change. Where? Coordinator, quarterbacks coach, receiver coach, take your throw them all out. <laughs> so, so you'd go with the whole new staff? Yes. Yes. Start over again. New offense. New. So what? He came in and late, late anyways, and did the offense. It's not like he can't do it. He'd have a whole off season to pick up the offense. Any? Who would you hire, Pete? What are the names? I don't know. I find I'd find some. I'd find a good quarterback guy who could develop the quarterback. That's the number one priority. Develop the quarterback. Have they developed the quarterback? Well, we we started the set. We started the segment with the question: Is Trevor Lawrence regressing? So based so on that obviously question, obviously they're not. Based they're on not. that question, I'd say no. I'd say no, they have not. So, I, look, I don't. We don't want to sit here and you you don't like firing people, but that's the no, reality no. of the business. You get hired to get fired in coaching. That's what you get hired to do. You're going to get fired to, eventually. To be clear, you do enjoy firing people. No, I don't enjoy it. I'm just a real. I'm just a realist. You think. Those coaches have not done a good enough job. They should have kept Keenan at wide receiver coach, period. That's a mistake. I'll sit there and say that till I'm blue in the face. But he didn't want a guy that probably would stand up to him. So Keenan goes out the door. He can bring a guy in who really, when you look at his track record, his wide receivers have been an average at best everywhere he's been. So there's mistake number one. Where is, he, in, where, where, and I, where is he been? Dallas, um, a couple of different, Seattle. He's been in a couple of different places. Go look at his track record. It's yeah, been okay. Sanjay Lawler. Yeah, let's go back through it. Uh, Seahawks before here as an offensive assistant. Wide receivers coach Cowboys before that Colts in 17. Bills for a couple of years. Jets in 12, 13, 14. Raiders 9, 11. So. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's all him because it's hard to make him, you know, that work with what he has. <laughs> I was going to say that, but it's hard to make it work with what he has. And now the speed guy's gone. Yeah, Agnew's on IR now. So with the hip, did they report what he hurt in his hip? No, uh, Urban did not specify that. They said that you know they're if confident. That's a, if that's a major one, it could be trouble. They said they're confident of a full recovery, though, so that's good. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. But but again, he's the only speed they had. Now they have none. Sean Brown, Smoke Brown. Why? Okay. Does John Bra- did John Brown run away from that guy when he threw the deep ball down the sideline? This is only one chance. Give me a break. But John Brown's bounced around a little bit now. I wonder if he's not the same. Sp- I don't. I wonder if he's not the same speed he used to be. Well, my guess is he's not. If he he's played, bounced around, he's not. He if, played a hundred games. If you're, in the league. Un- if you're yeah. unemployed in the middle of the season, with the okay. But run, so that, that so now your speed is John Brown. I, I was making that was agreeing with you, Pete. Pick up. You're a little slow tonight. No, I'm not. You just you acted like he was their speed threat down the field. He <laughs> is. That's my point. He's the, he is their speed guy. That's the that might be part of the problem. And, and Treadwell was on practice squad for a while. Now he's in the game plan. Yeah, I mean, gotta be. It's just it's just it's a bad. Re- and the funny thing is, in July. And I'm going to be as guilty as anybody here. We looked at the receiver room. He said, okay, they'll be okay there. Not but they me. still don't have speed. I w- JP will tell you, I w- on the record, I was worried about the receiver group. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's a moment you, you, you were like, okay, yeah. Because play DJ, bit, you were worried about him. I was, I, I was worried about, I mean, Marvin Jones, you know, is a journeyman receiver. I mean, the, the, I'm, not, I'm not taking it away from him. He's a nice two or three. He's a three. He's a three. Yep. And if you talk to people in Detroit, that's, you know, probably how they'd classify it. Um, DJ Chark had one good year two years ago. Um, so small sample size. And even if you go back and look at that year, it was a good year. It wasn't a great year. It wasn't like, hey, he's a bona fide one. It was a nice year. Um, I didn't think LaVisca Chanel could run, and he can't. You know, and so you look around. I just didn't see. I, I was worried. Where's the playmaker? You didn't Remember, have they picked end. up the kid. They picked the kid up from San Diego from the Chargers. I mean, and he's going to come in and add speed. He could pick up the offense. Yeah, and I'm not trying to kill anybody because like oh, Marvin Jones is uh, Marvin Jones is a nice player, but he's not. He's not a go-to guy that's going to scare people and create separation. And make plays for you. And if you look at this, if you look at this group, there's there's nobody that is that guy, and it's shown you to be that guy. It's the curse of the Jaguars receiver. It's lived on and on and on. Just think about it. Don't go to that position. Go on and on and on to that position. Jimmy had his issues. R.J. Sourd had his issues. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Justin Back Blackman. Up. I'll take Jimmy and his issues right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he could, but he still had his issues. Jimmy would be in the Hall of Fame if Jimmy didn't have his issues. Could you imagine the way that they're allowed to play defense today with Jimmy Smith and no. this league? No. So Jimmy had – but Jimmy, R.J. Um, who am I, oh, Matt oh, Jones. Let me start with Ryzen. Let me start with Andre Ryzen, Jimmy, RJ, Matt Jones, Justin Blackman. Um, can we go? I mean, it just goes. The position's been cursed. It's not cursed. There's no such thing. First of all, it's, yeah. that's a dumb curse. It's the curse of the wide receiver. The Jaguars how, wide receiver. How do you reverse that curse, then, Pete? There's got to be when a was reverse. The last, where was the last legitimate? JP, JP we're going to need a live rooster. Yeah, we was the last was the le- black cat bones. When was the last legitimate hey, – go to Alabama. You guys probably cooked that for barbecue with your rooster <laughs> out there. Uh, when was the last time you had a legitimate wide receiver? Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell. Uh, would you Would you <laughs> give Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns? They both had 1,000 yards in a season. Yeah, neither one could run, though. Allen Robinson's a good receiver. That's he's a good easy. receiver, but he couldn't run, though. But, but he's a real receiver. He's the number one guy. I mean, if you had a, a speed guy opposite, you're like, okay, we're good. Right, but but you're just by saying if you have a speed guy opposite them, real number ones don't. They're the number ones. They don't need the speed guy opposite them. They're the number ones. Well, my point is, Al Robinson's had multiple, you know, a thousand yard plus seasons. The Jaguars passed on Jefferson to take um, Chase on, did they not? That was a mistake. Thanks, Pete. Uh, we're back in just a moment. We're gonna. <laughs> That was a mistake. I'm just going to call it right now. You know what else was a mistake? What? Passing on Elijah Moore to take Travis Etienne. I would agree. We're going to keep it real, as we haven't apparently kept it real yet. Um, When we come back, and a little later, your social questions. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. 
like offense coordinator and quarterback, you're gonna catch all the the good things when you're playing well, and catch all the bad when you're, when when things aren't going well in offense. So we just all gotta we gotta help each other out. We gotta help Bev out. I mean, there's only so much he can do. You know, he's the one calling the plays. We're the ones out there on the field, and we gotta make plays, and we gotta we have to be better. Um, so we haven't had any you know detailed conversation yet. I talked to him right after, and um, I got his back. You know, we're, we're in it together. I know he's the same way with me, so uh, I'm not concerned about that. That's the quarterback, of course, Trevor Lawrence. After the game yesterday, a Jaguars lost to the San Francisco 49ers. The offense did not perform well, to say the least. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, <sighs> Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. What, Tony? What? I was just sitting here listening to Trevor. If we could ever win, and be a good team, he would be a rock star. You realize that? Like, I want to win so bad for so many reasons, but this is set up perfectly. And this, and Sean actually said this. I think some people just kind of blew it off or maybe chuckled. When he was talking about um, Trevor, I think he was referring to, like, in London or other places, he's like a superstar. Here's the thing. If we win, that dude will be the face of the NFL. And... And that's what is that is what is at stake for this franchise. Like you have to get it right. Like I implore, like whoever is making decisions. Well, and the only person I know is making decisions for sure is Shot. So Shot, like we got to get this right because that is a gift. And I believe he's going to be great. I believe he'll figure it out. We got to be good because that's a superstar and can be the face of the franchise. And when it becomes the face of the franchise, that changes everything. You think the Colts were a cachet place? Before Peyton got there, and like everyone in the NFL cared no. about the Colts. No. Nobody cared. No. Nobody cared about the Colts. Hey, by the way, you gotta win Seattle same way. All right. Let's, another one with Russ. We're gonna make this keeping it real presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Yeah, uh, Seattle was one. Um, Indy was one. What was another one? Let's see. It would have been if you similar. win, they come. If you win, you get clout. Kansas City. If you win, and it can't be an accident. It's got to be sustainable success. Yeah, you get to be over the long run. Like, here's the thing. You just said it, JP. Kansas City is the darling of the league. Before Patrick Mahomes, no one cared about Kansas City in the NFL. No. No. Like, the only teams that are going to be, that people are going to care about no matter what are the Cowboys, the Giants, the Bears. The the Steelers. The Steelers, the Packers. Right. You know, the legacy franchises. The legacy franchises. Any team in LA, they're gonna care about because it's like okay. And I'll give you major. another one closer. I'll give you one closer to home. The Bucks couldn't sell any tickets three years ago. No one cares. Oh, how about no, the no Saints? Tom the Brady. Saints, for goodness sake, the Saints got Drew Brees. By the way, Pete, tell me I'm lying because you you cover the league. After if, if before Katrina came, there was talk that the league was going to force Tom Benson to move the team because the league was tired of giving him money to float the team because they were losing right. so much in New Orleans Correct. every year. Correct. And the only reason it didn't happen is because Katrina came and the league could not do that. I mean, he just couldn't. And then Drew Brees shows up, and they are the darlings of the NFL. Remember, they got displaced to San Antonio, and it was actually talking them actually moving there. But the league was not going to do that because of the city right. of New Orleans. And right. And then Drew Brees and Sean Payton showed up. and then it, it, changed, it changed everything. Right. I mean, and, and Trevor, I, Lawrence, I mean, Trevor Lawrence can do that for Jackson. Yes. I've always heard that story. Is that an accurate story, Pete? Yes. Yes. 
Good. And Charlie Morris can do it. Can do it for Jacksonville. And that, and I mean, that, and that's he, the thing. He's smart. He understands what it takes. He understands how to handle the media. That much you can tell. He's a rock star. Yeah. Well, in the rock star because he's not playing like a rock star. You're missing my point. He has all the potentials to be potential to be a rock star. I agree, one hundred percent. Like you, like we gotta get this right. Like go get some weapons. Like go do some. Go get weapons and get the right coaches in there to coach him up. Get the right system in there to coach him up. It's it's the that's I I just I mean I I know that. Watching him sitting there, I'm just like, golly, let's not screw this up. Is Everything this about this up. should be about the quarterback. All of it. Is this different feeling if Chark's not hurt and ETN's not hurt? No. I don't no. think so. I, don't I told that. you before. Here's my thing. And I'm going to hold – I'm going to reserve my – I love DJ Chark. I think he's a great dude. But I, I was not sold on this receiving core with him involved in it before the season started. I think again, DJ Chark's a nice complimentary player. He's a two. He's a two. Like, I think if 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 DJ Chark goes to another team, if he went to the Green Bay Packers with Devontae Adams, he'd be great. If he if he went, you know, I mean, he, he I just don't think he's the lead dog. If um, you had if you had Justin Jefferson and DJ Chark, you'd be happy with that. You'd be very happy. You'd be just fine. Um, there you go. I, I did not see anything in training camp out of ETN that made me think he was going to make a major impact this year. Now, I could have been wrong. I didn't see it in training camp. He got hurt. I'm going to reserve judgment. I was with Pete. I've, made, I've actually told people in the building this. I would have picked a speed receiver, whether it's Moore or whoever. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not a scout. I didn't do the homework like Trent and his team did. And maybe there's just nobody, but I know Rondo Moore can run. He looks pretty good with the Cardinals. Elijah Moore can run, too. Elijah Moore. So I'm just saying, that's where I would have gone with it. Nothing is ETN. I'm more in the peak category. Like, I start looking at running back second, third, fourth round. And especially when the best team on your offense, I mean, the best player on your offense was a running back. Like Here, Here's the other thing, And you saw him last week. They could have – I mean, they don't really – you always need big body. Christian Barmore would have been a good pick in that spot. Oh, my. Oh, my. Or play. the kid, the pass rusher you're going to see tonight from Washington that plays for the Bucks. He can play too. So, I mean, they, they, they drafted a back in a spot where they should have drafted a back. Period. Now, I hope ETN becomes a superstar. Uh, nothing against ETN. I hope he is. I didn't see it during training camp, but that's a small sample size. People said the same thing about Fred Taylor in training camp, his rookie year. He's a bust. Well, we know how that turned out. So, Reserve judgment for ETN, 100%. I just, no matter what, I wouldn't have made that pick there. No. Because you have to get speed, you have to get difference makers, you got to get talent on the field. And we got to do it right because this is sitting here right in front of you. You got this guy who has a chance to be a superstar. He has all the makeup, the mental, the, the emotional, the maturity, the big arm, the athletic ability. I think he's smart. Everything I hear about him, he's smart. He's a studier, he cares. Get players around them. You have a chance to do something big. And coaches around them. Well, that's people. That's what I mean. Get yep. people around them. You got don't let don't let the flame and yawn rot, okay? Don't let it. I never heard flame and yawn rot rotting, yeah. but okay. Leave it out, leave it out for a while and see how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's too good. This is too good. Tony's right, he's too good to mess up. Don't mess him up. 
That was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. We'll come back for social media questions in our final a few minutes with Tony Vaselli before he heads to Raymond James Stadium for Monday Night Football. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Vaselli. It is time for social media questions. We put out the bat signal on Twitter. Here's the best we've come up with today. We've got a handful, in fact. At Rachel FLA, does Urban regret letting Keenan McCardell go, and is he concerned they let young receivers go because it seems like we can't develop young receivers? Um, I doubt he would ever say he was disappointed in letting Keenan McCardell go. I, I, I mean, so I'm not going to speculate. I do – you know what's interesting? And I did the uh, Jets game a couple weeks ago, and I was watching Keelan Cole. And you know what hit me, Pete? Is Keelan right. Cole might be the best receiver on this team right now if they kept him because he, he could run. run. Yeah. He could run. That was a and, mistake. And like I don't understand why would you let Keelan Cole unless you can replace him with someone better? Why would you let him go? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Tony. I never understood that one. And as far as Keenan McCardell, yes, he would never admit he regret he 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 regrets not keeping him. But it was a mistake with a capital M, a major mistake. Ooh, a major mistake with a capital yes. M. Wow. He's yep. getting serious. No, because because Keenan McCardell's a good receivers coach. He just is. And he knows what it takes to get those guys to play well. They have a third receiver in uh, Minnesota named K.J. Osborne. And he's developed them. He's become a good player. That's what Keenan could do for receivers. Now, you got to be able to run a little bit, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, well, Keenan couldn't run that very fast. He was pretty no, good. He, no, he wasn't fast. You're right. He could get open, though. Found a way. Social media question number two on Jaguars Happy Hour at News Junkie One Two Three. Meh. I don't think that's a question. Is that a is that a question or a statement? <laughs> that's a, yeah, what is, that's not really a question. I think it's a statement more than a question. But I think okay. I, I think a lot of us agree. In fact, meh. That's a good one. It's meh. That's about how you describe the the last, for almost all the last decade and a half. Meh. So, yeah, outside of 17, it's been, I, I think, meh would be, like, too kind. That might be, that might be, that's kind. I, I'd be like, <laughs> When was the last time the team had sustainable success? When I played? Yeah. It's true. That's right. That's true. It's sad. Uh, here's social media question number three on Jaguars Happy Hour. At Jacob Reinhardt, two, what would you guys think about letting Walker Little take snaps at right tackle since Taylor continues to struggle and Cam is playing better this year? Well, I think Walker Little needs to get better first. I'm not sure he's better than Juwan Taylor at this point. I mean, I, I no. And I, I haven't seen him in practice play right tackle, but until he gets his hands – fixed and starts using them um i i think you got to stick with the guys you got out there tony what did you think of uh juan taylor on sunday i've seen guy. i see i've seen joey bosa beat up other guys more yeah i agree it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't great ter- no it wasn't terrible it was, eh. it was you know what it was <laughs> man man <laughs> 
<laughs> meh. I like when you go, meh. Meh. Uh, fourth question on social media today on Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday afternoon at Cichlid at 98. Who do they draft and who do they sign to fix this team? We want names. I am not doing draft talk this early. It's not even December yet. We can't do draft talk. Yes, we can. Uh, JP, you saw about three of them the other day that they could draft and help uh, them. Yeah, I think all could play, yes. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson would be the best of that group. He and he could be their pick when they pick. Uh, he ran right past uh, defenders a bunch of times in that game yesterday. Or, Did uh, Urban recruit him to Ohio State? So uh, Garrett Wilson is a what year is he? He's a junior. He's so a yeah, junior. he would have been. He's yeah. a junior, right? He would have recruited him in. So, yeah. yeah, he recruited him. There you go. There's Trevor's wide receiver next year. Chris Olave's there too. He's the all-time Ohio yeah, State. But Chris Olave, I don't now. think Chris Olave runs like Eric. Not a Wilson speed does. guy. Wilson's the yeah. speed guy, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think's young, but um, he's he's. And then you got away. and then you got the kid at Alabama who can run. He's who, a possibility. Who Urban recruited. Did, even also. Urban recruited him too, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, I did look, um, and right now, if the season ended, we'd be picking third overall. Would you take a, a game-changing wide receiver that high? I, I, I haven't even looked. I, I couldn't. Well, I mean, I'm, okay, if you got a left tackle or an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, you could take. Or a wide receiver, what would you take? You take it. You take personally. I take the I love, pass I, rusher. I take the. Yeah, pass of course rusher. you do. Of course you do. But again, the pass rushers have a lot of those high pass rushers haven't quite lived up to it. Yeah. I know Nick and Joey Bosa are terrible. Well, do you see Nick and Joey Bosa in this draft? Because the only one is the guy that's going to go first. Miles Garrett, terrible. I yeah. hate those top. top the, only, the only guy, the only guy that's going to go. You, there's not. I'm talking about the other aside from the the best of the best. Because there is one, you're not going to get him though. He won't be there. Yeah, the Oregon guy, right? Oregon, Oregon. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, let me tell you who I'm drafting. I'm drafting the best football player. Because you know what this team needs more of? Pete? Good football players. So would you take an offensive tackle if he was the best football player? Oof. Oh, ah, Pete, you got him. It's a tough one, Pete. Because <laughs> they might, like the kid from Alabama might be there, Evan Neal. Big, physical, strong, powerful man. It would, it, it, for me to take an offensive lineman with this roster, he would have to be remarkably better than the uh, next best player on the board. Does that make sense? Like, if it's close, yeah. I'm going somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. I agree. They need to get receivers. Receivers like, all day for me, Pete. I mean, you got to get Yeah, you got to get if If you can get a, a chase or – okay, but let's say this, JP. Mm-hmm. Of the receivers that have gone in the top in recent drafts, would you have been happy? Well, we can throw rugs aside because he can count, but Waddle, would you be happy with Waddle? He can run. Would you, Tony? If he, plays with, had he, he, he plays with Tua, who's, I mean, terrible. Okay. Chase, you'd be thrilled with. Absolutely. Yes, take him right now. Can we have him? Jefferson. Yep. Je- Jefferson didn't go that high, so he got to count him, but yeah, take him. you'd be thrilled with him. Julio Jones, decent. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. He'll play. I would take. I I think they need to get Trevor Lawrence a speed wide receiver, and it has to be a guy who could flat out run, and you supplement the other guys around him. Garrett Wilson, 
Heard him. Uh, what if he? Yeah, he can. He can play, man. What if he went with the? How, do we? We have only one first rounder next year, right? Yes. Yes. And two second rounders, or one. It's one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's probably one. I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought we that were was talking question. draft, Tony. I'll tell you in a second. Well, my point is, what if he? What if he just went receiver, receiver, receiver at the top of the draft the first three rounds and just said? Well, there isn't anything in free agency, so that's not going to happen. We're just going to change the room. You know, Tony, there's no there's no receivers in free agency. Mm. Well, Chris Godwin. Right. But, okay, that's the one. But everybody's going to – I mean, I, I would take – I would get at least two or three picks on receivers. Now, if it's one, two, three, who knows? Yeah, I mean, they got to get some guys in here. That's for sure. Hey, let's move along to our next question on social media on Jaguars Happy Hour. we got a couple left. At Evanoff Joel, how does Rayshon Jenkins practice not punching people in the face? We addressed this earlier, Tony. Well, you just don't do it. How about that? It's like, how do you practice, like, showing up on time? You show up on time. You just don't, certain things you just don't do. Uh, the Jaguars have one, two, and two threes. Four receivers. Load up. <laughs> Load, <laughs> Load up, huh? <laughs> okay. All in on receivers next draft for you. I agree it's a, it's a it's the need. I mean you gotta have that. Um I don't know if you go all four, but would you, you take a tight end or are you okay with Cole with uh Arnold? I'm taking a tight end. The kid at the kid at Iowa State is good, man. He's good. Mm. You give him a second or third round, Kohler. Like, he's, you know, he's that guy. He's going to be on the field like young Zach Ertz or something like that. You know what I mean? That guy. Yeah. And yeah. they've got, what, 17 six-round picks they can move up and, like, you know, kind of navigate. Yeah, because, you know, because everyone's coveting those six-round picks, JP. I'm sure they can give us a lot for them. Well, I think you can, you, the point is you can package something and kind of move up if you need to go get a guy a few spots you got, up. You got yeah. four six-round picks. What, yeah. what will somebody give us if I give you all four six rounders right now? Can I get a? <laughs> I'm gonna start a bidding war. I got four six a, rounders. I'll give you, you all a, of them. You might get a three out of that. No way. Hey, um, I'm looking at a mock Jaguars mock draft. Oh god, it hasn't it hasn't taken it goes all the way through. It hasn't taken a, the Evan Neal kid in the first round. It hasn't taken a corner a, in the second round. It hasn't taken that Kolar kid in the third. And then has a not taking a wide receiver until their second, third round pick. Do they watch us? Wow, again, that, that can't happen. That Whoa, can't happen. Gosh, who was right? Who, who wrote who that out of their uh, mother's basement? Like, who was in their basement? <laughs> it was like right some, well, I don't know, drafter.com or something. You know, everybody has a, has a draft site now. My gosh. All right. One more, and we'll get Tony out of here. He's got to go. I can't um, believe Pete sucked me into talking draft. I know. Yeah, of course. Hook, it's line, time. When your team stinks, it's time. Fans crave it. I guarantee if you put a poll on Twitter and said, would you want us to talk more about the draft, they'd say yes. Probably so. Uh, here's our last one. At Duval24. How many games does it take to figure out the scheme of this offense doesn't fit the players? The longer this goes on, the more it's going to bleed over into 2022. Asking players to move out of position and run route concepts they can't is silly. Hashtag square peg round hole. Who's moving out of positions yeah. to run? run They're run. not. What, what, what route concepts are they running? They line up and run down the field. What, is that what, what concepts? Like, who's doing this? I, well, I don't understand what the question is. The problem is, is they don't run route concepts. That's the problem. Yeah. 
There's that. So no. I, 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 I don't think there's a bunch of, I mean, here's the deal. If you're going to make a change, there's zero carryover what you're doing right now to next year. If you make no change, there's still going to be massive changes. Regardless. Well, here, here's the other thing. People I mean, say, if, you do, if you don't do no change at the top. People will say, oh, well, you don't want your quarterback learning a whole new offense. He didn't get here until to learn the offense until April. If you make a change after the season, he's going to have January, February, March First of all, wait a to second. learn the offense. No, he probably had the book the, before the draft. Pete, if the offense that he's learning isn't working, don't you want him to unlearn that and learn something new? Yes, <laughs> I do. I've never I've understood. Had, hey, Tony, I've had him unlearning this offense since week two. <laughs> like, I never understood that, like, something's not working well. It's a disaster. It's not going well. You're on record to be the worst scoring offense in the history of this franchise. And that's saying something. Like, if we continue down this path, and I hope Daryl Bell will fix it, because I've heard he's not just a great guy, and I'm rooting for these guys. But if it doesn't happen, I want him to unlearn what they're doing, because it's not working. Yes. I agree. Hmm. There's social media questions. Thanks for the submissions. Tony, who you got tonight? Uh, the game is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have lost two in a row. Yeah. Tom Brady has thrown multiple picks in straight games for the first – he's only done it seven times in his entire career. And the last I, time he threw three – 2002. 2002, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do you like? No. Do we lose him? The oh, there he is. Oh, I think the I, I think the Bucks thrashed the Giants tonight. I think it's. Like I don't. I don't. Ooh. Really? I think, I think Tommy saw interior pressure last week and got a little bit jumpy, and I think he's going to get some interior pressure tonight from Leonard Williams, and I think he's going to get a little jumpy. They'll win the game, but the Giants will hang around. Wow! All I right. Hey, how about this? Just, the uh, final result of the uh, Twitter poll before you go, Tony, on what uh, Pete is. Oh, I got, I get, I got to get my lock too. Yeah, missing the most. Uh, dressing is number one. Thirty-two percent of the votes. Um, what is he missing the most? Dressing. Then it's pies. Then it's turkey. Then it's assorted casseroles. You mean, you mean stuffing? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I like stuffing. What's your lock, quickly, Tony? My lock is that I will not do another lock for the rest of the you year. Already the locks that. are and the locks are unlocked it last week. Unlock it. I mean, if you, went, it. if you did one this week and you did, you'd be three strikes and you're out because you yeah. went over two the last two weeks. That's why I'm not locking. I'm not locking anymore. See you, boys. Have a good yeah. night. Tony Baselli's out of here. Pete, it's just you and me the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Ratings going through the roof, JP. A rating spike as we go around the NFL when we return. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick. Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli's out of here. He's getting ready for Monday Night Football. The New York Football Giants at three and six, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and three. Rating spike, Pete. Let's go around the National Football League and Let's do it. Touch on some of these games yesterday, and here's some here's some noises from a radio broadcast from around. The NFL on yesterday, of course, Thursday, the Patriots blanked the Falcons. 25-0 was the final score in that one. And all Patriots all night. Of course, the Colts over the Bills. 
What a game it was for Jonathan Taylor. The running back for the Indianapolis Colts had five scores, including this one. First and goal for the Colts, down to about a minute to go. The ball is at the one-yard line. The Colts lead 31-7 to under center. Carson Wentz. He's going to turn, give off to Jonathan Taylor. Stood up at the one, falls forward. There's five of them. Number five, Jonathan Taylor has failed the end zone five times in the game. And the Colts have six more on the board. It is 37-7. to Yeah, and they uh, roll. That's Matt Taylor on the fan and 97-1 Hank FM in Indianapolis. What a win that was for Indy. Yeah, physically dominated that game from start to finish. And uh, Jonathan Taylor is a great back, man. But no matter how good he'll be, he'll never be the best 28 with Taylor on the back of his jersey. <laughs> we were talking to Fred about that last week going into that Colts game, of course. Does, does he wear that because of him? I don't I don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah. It's a really good one. But, hey, uh, you're right, though, about that one. Washington over the Panthers. You know, Cam's still doing his thing, Pete, but Washington got the win yesterday. Heineke, of all people. Yeah, and uh, that's a bad loss for Carolina. You got to win that game. You're you're thick of the playoff chase. Uh, they got to win that football. And now now Washington's in it. They are in it. Absolutely, they are in it at this point. The Ravens over the Bears, sixteen thirteen. That looked like just a sloppy kind of football game. Uh, speaking of the Browns over the Lions, thirteen to ten. The Vikings knocked off the Packers. The game-winning field goal at the final gun. It's Paul Allen on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. A 29-yard field goal to win the game against the 8-2 Packers. Right hash. Joseph. Snap. Spot. Joseph. Yes, he did. He walked off on the Green Bay Packers, who have lost their first division road game in three years. The final score, Minnesota 34, Green Bay 31. Can you imagine not losing a division road game in three years, Pete? That's crazy. Well, and and you know what? They probably shouldn't have lost that one. There was a pick in overtime. Savage had it, and as he was going to the ground, it came loose. They called it an interception, would have sent him up. Not in overtime, before overtime. They sent him up in blank range for a field goal to win it, and as it turned out, uh, it was overturned. They called the interception overturned, and then Vikings went down and got a field goal. Dolphins over the Jets, 24-17. Big win for Miami. The Eagles over the Saints. Jalen Hurts had a huge day. Three touchdown runs, and Merrill Reese on Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philly. Hurts in the gun. Slot to the far side. Motion. Hurts. Gives it off inside. And no, he keeps it. And he's running forward on a fake. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's in for the touchdown. What a fake. What a fake by Jalen Hurts to seal this Eagles win. A 20- yeah, what a what a play there. Jalen Hurts with three scores on the ground. Yeah, and they're getting better. He's getting better. He's playing good football. And you know what they're doing? They're running the ball. They didn't mm. run the ball early in the season. They got to morph back into a running team, and that's helped him. A great deal. Uh, Eagles could be a playoff team. 
They could be if they keep playing like that. The Houston Texans are not going to be a playoff team, but they beat a playoff-bound team yesterday in the Titans 22-13. Tyrod Taylor ran in for a couple of scores. Mark Vandermeer of Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Second to goal at the seven. Here's Taylor out of the gun. Flushed out to the left side. Trying to square up. Now he's trying to run across the five. Taylor dives in. Touchdown, Houston. There it is. Texans. For six on the Taylor run. Their first team. Yeah, what a run there. Tyrod Taylor jumping over defenders at the goal line and a big win. Yeah, and give credit to the Texans because they came out of their bye week and played hard and tough. And, and the, you know, the, the Titans didn't play very well. And, and that's it's the big week for the Titans this week because they got New England. They got to show people that they're, they're legitimate without Derrick Henry. Bengals over the Raiders, Pete. Bengals put up 32 over the Raiders, 32-13. Yeah, and Joe Mixon just, they ran it down their throats. I mean, Joe Mixon had 128, I think, and two touchdowns. Uh, Burrow didn't even have to have a big day. They just pushed him around a little bit. Chiefs got off the deck and uh, knocked off the Cowboys, 19-9. Yeah, the Cowboys offense was disjointed. You know, no Amari Cooper. Then Lamb got a concussion later in the game. They might, He might not play this week as well. And Dak Prescott missed an open shot, like on the very first possession that would have been a touchdown. And from there on out, it was just a bad performance by him. His line got whipped. Chiefs defense is getting good. Last five games have been very good. The uh, Cardinals over the Seahawks, 23-13. to Pete Carroll cut his press conference short. Is that right, Pete? And all of a sudden, the Seahawks are uh, last place in the NFC West at 3-7. and yeah, that one, it doesn't surprise me they're in last place. It surprises me how bad they've been on defense. I mean, Arizona with Cole McCoy went up and down the field on him. That shouldn't happen. At home, should not happen. You can see why he's frustrated. And then finally, the Chargers over the Steelers. I must say, I fell asleep before the fourth quarter. Uh, game-winning touchdown for the Chargers. They blew a 17-point lead entering the fourth and they ended up winning the game, and Ryan Radke had the call on Westwood 1. This might be the final play for the Chargers before the two-minute warning if they keep the clock moving. They're in no rush. Two receivers left, two to the right. Herbert to the gun, gets the snap. He's back to pass, looking left, throws left. Got a man wide open. It's caught down the sideline, 30, 25, 20, inside the 10, end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. Touchdown, Chargers. It is Mike Williams. A 53-yard touchdown throw from Justin Herbert. And the Chargers have gone back in front. You've got to be kidding. Unreal. What a game. What a game. That's right, Ryan Radke. What a game it was. I missed the whole thing, Pete. <laughs> Come on, JP. How do you go to What's the matter with you? I'm tired. I'm getting old. What do you want? Hey, I'm a lot older than you, and I stay up to the end. The way Justin <laughs> Herbert played last night, that's the way Trevor Lawrence should be playing. Because mm. he has the exact same skill set. He should be mm. playing exactly the same way. Mm. There you have it. I'll look around the NFL in week number 11. Time for Monday Night Football. The New York Football Giants at 3-6 and six meet the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady trying to get it together. They're 6-3. and three. It's at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Who you got tonight? I think the Bucs will win the game, JP, but I think the Giants are going to hang around. I, I just do. This Bucs team just hasn't looked right, and their defense is banged up. Uh, I just... 
I don't if Vita Vea doesn't play, and I don't think he will. I think that's a big hit to their defense. So I'm going to take the Giants to hang around, but I think Tampa Bay will win one. Uh, Don Brady did not look right last week, and I'm not so sure he's uh, he's going to look right tonight. So I'll take I'll take Tampa Bay, but I'll take the Giants to hang around. Yeah, you said it earlier. You know, a little he he hates that pressure around his feet. You know, right up the middle. Oh, he, and he's, you could tell last week on the very first play against Washington, he started moping around and his body language was terrible. Bad body language is not good for a football team. All right, there you have it. Monday night, we've got a couple minutes left here, uh, Pete. So I don't think we've uh, uh, fixed anything this year on the offensive side, but um, it's the same similar mistakes a lot of the weeks here on the offensive side. The defense is doing what they can right now, but – all in all, the Jaguars are two and eight, and they've got the Falcons coming in this week. Yeah, I just think if like, and I said this earlier about watching Justin Herbert. The Jaguars' offensive line is every bit as good as the Chargers. Their tight ends, Chargers' tight ends are probably a little bit better, but the receivers are that much better. Yeah, they're that much better, and I think that's the difference. You got to be able to get those chunk plays and get open down the field. And the Jaguars just don't do that. And and that's why I think I keep harping on the receivers over and over and over again. How much better would he be if he had Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen as his receivers? Uh, I mean, of, significantly better. A lot of quarterbacks would be better with those two guys running around. That's and sure. Mike Williams is an unrestricted free agent, by the way. Oh. Interesting. I like that. Hey, uh, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. No, you're not a big Thanksgiving. Yeah. Guy. No, I like Thanksgiving. I just don't. It just Christmas is better. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next week, Pete. All right. We'll see you, JP. Pete Briscoe, out of here. Senior writer, CBS Sports. Tony Baselli, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber. I'm JP Shadrick. We will catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>